half of the problem with a lot of people in general, we think and we don't feel, like we just think too much. Even for example, you know when a child is, is when, you're, when you, you've got like a three-year-old and they run up to their parents and they cuddle them, it's what they feel, they don't think about it, they just do it. And then when you get to like 18, it's uncool to hug your mum, so you stop hugging her and it's like that's because you're overthinking it and you're not just doing it out of feeling. That's like the bane of most people's lives and they don't even realise it. It's definitely the bane of my life, just thinking way too much. That's Morgan and this is episode 260 of In The Moment with me, Alex Manzi. I'm a coach and this podcast is all about self-development and helping you to live a happier, more fulfilling life. Each week we hear from some of the most inspirational people in the world to help inspire you to make a positive change in your life. On this week's episode, I am joined by Morgan, who is a 22-year-old singer-songwriter and someone whose career started from a very early age when she was touring the world with Rudimental was just a teenager. But now she's stepping out into her own lane and releasing great music in her style. And we had a very interesting conversation around balancing mental health and success. And Morgan shares very openly about her experiences. So during this conversation, we spoke about the connection between thinking and feeling, the importance of putting your happiness before success, and why the pandemic was good for growth. So the aim of this podcast is to inspire. And if you like what you hear in this episode, be sure to share it with a friend and spread the love today. But right now, let's jump straight in and hear from Morgan. Morgan, how's it going? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. You've got a nice bit of sun beating down on your face through the yeah. window. Got, well, it's not really sun, but it's, like, it's daylight. <laughs> daylight, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's giving you a good glow either way. Oh, thanks. <laughs> So um, I don't know. I get the the best place to start. I think right. There's I was reading a bit about your journey into music and, and everything, and it's really interesting. But I think the best place to start is like you're as a singer songwriter. Like, what inspired you to just get into music in the first place? So I've been doing music since I can remember. It's kind of something that's come really naturally to me. When I was um, younger, I actually wanted to be an athlete because I was like I was running 100 meters and I was kind of getting into like the national stages of things um like I was winning for my county and all of that and then but but music was always the thing that I was just quite shy to do and then I just remember having like this moment of realization that I can kind of sing a bit better than my mates like when I was in like the school choir and that and I was thinking maybe I should actually do this and I was quite young at that point as well I was probably like eight kind of like Eight, yeah really really young I've, I've done it since I can remember um and yeah like my dad's very musical um he used to have a home studio before my younger brother was born and then he had to use that studio room as a bedroom so he kind of like put the piano in my room and kind of sacked off the whole home studio and then I just started to teach myself piano on YouTube and then I I've always sung, but I, I thought if I teach myself piano, it's gonna like it can only help. Um, and then yeah, from then I was just so keen. Like I've always been so keen to do music and kind of put myself out there. Um, and I guess it was a good time for me to do it at the age I was because I started to properly pursue it when I was like fifteen. You know, I started mm. applying for like talent shows and doing all of these things, and um, you could kind of I could feel my drive properly around that age you know when you're too young it's kind of like you want to do something but you haven't really got the guts mm. I was too shy and then and then I started really putting myself out there on social media and then it all kind of began really nice well yeah. I, you got to that point in your life a lot quicker than I did it took me to my yeah. late 20s to get to that point yeah <laughs> um, do you know what 
timing though, isn't it? Like everyone's timing is just different. Yeah, I, I get. I guess like, have you have you found then that you've kind of um, like you've had that journey where everything's just kind of landed at this point where where you're now you know putting out singles and performing and mm. stuff because like when I look at my journey it's like there's so many things that happened along the way in different yeah. areas of life that led me to the point of like wanting to start this podcast or like start putting out like content on social media like do you, yeah. do you kind of feel the same do you know what like a lot of people I've spoke to about what they love to do they always say that kind of there was situations that happened that pushed them to do what they do now for me, I just always wanted to do it. Like, I know it sounds really cliche, but literally I've not wanted to do anything else apart from athletics, but music was always like the main thing that I wanted to do. Um, there were like situations that happened, like losing close family members and stuff like that, that kind of gave me more drive to push to do it. But it, but it wasn't, it wasn't like a moment of, oh, I want to be a musician. It was just, it was always like that. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. it's, it's, I feel like it's in my blood. Like I've, ever since I could walk, I've sung, you know, like my mum always used to tell me. I've seen like videotapes of me on the camcorder where I'm like singing, like with my hand as a microphone. Like I need to find that footage. But yeah, there's, I've, I've always done it. I've always done it. Yeah. Sounds like footage that will make a sick music video one day. Like, yeah. Or, or archive footage, like like an yes. old school Kanye like video. Loads of yes. archive footage in there, giving yeah. the vibes of like been doing this for that'd be quite a good, quite a cool video actually. Yeah. Yeah, that would be banging. Might 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 take that on board actually. <laughs> yeah, do it, do it. Um, and you said your dad was was big into music, right? So yeah, yeah. what what was the kind of music that you grew up around then? Because I'm imagining like if he's into music and he had a studio, there was always music kind of like blaring. So what yeah. was what were the vibes that were coming out of the house when you were growing up? Oh, um, wow. We had like, I mean, my, my parents are both garage heads, um, but, you know, I, everyone loves garage. But my parents also loved blaring like 70s 80s music so like George Benson, Shalimar, um, the Pointer Sisters, those kind of artists, um, Luther Vandross, mm. like those kind of artists. Um, I'm a I'm an old soul because of that, you know, like I I really love old music. It's my favorite type of music. I I know I didn't live in the era, so it's not the same, but but I really love old music. Like I'd pick that over any new music honestly I love it so much but yeah that's the sort of music I was playing kind of like jungle drum and bass reggae from my dad's side um you know uh mum was a proper garage head so my mum was a raver <laughs> <laughs> nice. so probably probably those genres yeah but all, all different types of music I love every type of music like there's not one genre that I hate I love at least one song from every genre so. yeah nice yeah. and what is it about the the older music that you said you like just love it's it i think the meaning and the soul behind it i think music's changed a lot now you know there's still the artists who i really really appreciate who still bring back the like the soul and the strong meaning behind music and the depth and the like the musicality but for me back then all music was like that well most music was like that so it's like you could go through my 80s playlist and every song would make you feel something do you know what i mean whereas now I feel like as it's changing, it has become a little bit more shallow. Um, but I do think that that's just like a, a point in time that's going to pass. So. Yeah, I think as well, it's like it's it's like um, 
it feels like to make a catchy like really catchy tune it just it's quite repetitive whereas yeah. like when you when you listen back to some of the old like I've been listening to loads of old reggae this weekend for, for mm, it. I went on a bit of a journey with like <laughs> Jamaican culture this weekend I, I went to a, a, a local restaurant to me called allotments um, yeah. and it's like a community center but they it's mm -hmm. a restaurant and they have like they they're, they're creating jobs and stuff for like the kids in the community amazing so, so i went there to eat on saturday and then saturday night i was looking for something to watch and i was just flicking through netflix looking for something easy and i ended up watching big nasty's journey in jamaica over it was called. yeah mm -hmm. and then in that video the kids like they're playing the drum in the school and one of them start yeah. he bursts out into a redemption song and then when wow. i woke up on sunday i was like oh, i want to listen to a redemption song so i put it on spotify yeah. and then it started mm -hmm. playing like loads of like so it's been like the, the soundtrack to my weekends being like reggae. Oh, and in the restaurant, they were playing loads of Calypso music as well. So it was like a proper like... Oh, I like, love Calypso. Yeah, Up-tempo, like... Yeah. I literally, I literally booked a holiday to Jamaica yesterday. Nice. So I'm so buzzing to go to go back. Mm -hmm. I went last year as well. So buzzing. Have you ever been to Jamaica? I've been twice, yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Yes. It's good, isn't it? It's, yeah. It's really What's, what is it? Like, what do you like about being in Jamaica? I feel like... I'm, it's, I'm just connected to like because my dad's Jamaican so I'm half Jamaican and I just feel really connected to where I'm from um it's it's just I I can't even explain it like the culture even because we used to go a lot as a child as I was a child as well like a lot um and even things like picking mangoes and you know drinking like coconut water fresh from a coconut from a tree like those small things just things that you don't really you don't get them over here and so when you when you get to do stuff like that you know and and speak to the locals and 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 you just see a different way of living and it makes you appreciate things a lot more when you see that kind of um way of living I remember when I was in Jamaica when I was a bit younger I gave this girl my my trainers that I had on and I walked back to the hotel in 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 stocks oh, wow. huh. <laughs> because I felt so I felt so like bad that she didn't have any shoes and I gave her my shoes and um it's just that they're, they're so grateful for just like shoes things that we yeah. would just like you know it would just go over our heads so but I love I love that country I'm so so connected to it in every way possible um and musically it's just I I need to go there for music yeah that's what I need to do I need to go and write over there in I don't even know so many so many studios to go uh, to but I, I need to do it so at some point definitely yeah you gotta go and hit with the big studios isn't it it's like I, I um I was it's funny I was saying this to my girlfriend yesterday that I feel like in another life I was Jamaican or like from from yes. one of the islands like yeah because when I've been there I just feel so like comfortable like it's really hard mm -hmm. to explain because like so I used to work at uh, one extra yeah. And um, every year they do like a, a Jamaican focus for the month. I think it's like February time. I think Is that it's with like, Shawnee B? Yeah, with Shawnee B. So yeah. like they, yeah, they'll yeah. send like staff over like with the mm -hmm. DJs and I was doing mm -hmm. social media. So I went out there twice with one extra. Oh, so I didn't yeah. I didn't just go like to Jamaica and like go to a holiday resort. I was like in you Kingston. I was mm. at Tough Gong. I was at mm -hmm. Big Yard. I was at Ankar. I was in like uh, King... Uh, not totally king jammy's studio like seeing beanie man meeting chronics protege yeah, like, oh, like like, like so i true. was in i was in jamaican culture do you know what i mean yeah mm -hmm. and the thing that i love the most about it is just the vibes of everyone like everyone's mm -hmm. just so like upbeat like so 
joyful do you know what i mean and it's like it even though they've got a lot less than we do like when you go out into the towns and stuff a lot less than what we do they're so happy with the life that they live i know you know what i mean and i love that it's just smiles and music and vibes everywhere you go Mm -hmm. it's like it's like it's it's a completely different type of happiness because i feel like a lot of there's like pros and cons to everyone's life and i think one of the pros one of the pros here is obviously you know like it's a it's a it's a it's a wealthy country and and we have a lot of facilities and the one thing that's so beautiful about over there and why i love it so much is that it's like i actually feel like i'm connected to the earth when i'm there like i feel like i'm actually connected to the planet like when i'm even because we went last year and it was pandemic and it we were like really panicking about going out there because well i was because we had to do all this pcr and all of this but once you got there they obviously made you wear a mask and stuff like only when you're you know commuting from like the reception to outside of the, the resort or whatever but you actually i it felt like we weren't in a pandemic i just felt free like i felt there was no politics, no, no news on the television that's giving you all these negative stories, no social media. Like I was just looking at the sky on the beach, speaking to the guy that was on, like in the sea with his boat trying to sell mangoes and stuff. Like it's just little things like that. I, really, I love it so much. So I can't wait to go back this year. I'm so buzzing. Yeah, it's like there's, there's less reliance on like the big stuff, isn't there over there? There's yeah. like all of that stuff, like you're saying, social media and like, you know technology like it's it feels like over there there's a lot a lot less reliance on it and it's a it's a it's like a simpler life in a way but but for the good reasons you know yeah Mm -hmm. definitely I think simple is is amazing obviously they they struggle in some areas but like one thing that's amazing about it is is this this scenery as well it's just Mm. so natural do you know what I mean yeah yeah. But yeah, I love it. love it there. Yeah, I know I know what you mean when you say you feel connected to the like the earth more when you're in mm-hmm. those sort of like rural areas. Like my my yeah. uh grandma's or my all, all my family's Italian, but my grandma still lives in Italy and nice. she lives in this tiny little village in the mountains in Tuscany. Mm-hmm. But it's like literally a village of about fifteen to twenty houses and then the nearest oh, village is like maybe not even a hundred people, like proper in the mountains and you look at you like in her bathroom you look out and you just all you see is like village 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 and then like Mm -hmm. just green mountains and then like obviously the road that comes through it all and it's just like you look out that and you're just like wow you just Mm -hmm. feel so much more like um pure it's like pure isn't it yeah like grounded and pure and like um like i don't know like the divinity of the earth you kind of you kind of feel it you know yeah I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. I've never been to Italy. I've, I've always wanted to go. Um, I've never been. It's, it's on my to-do list, definitely. Yeah, it's, just, it's great. It's a great country. It's a great country. Um, so with the, the, the Jamaican side of like, like you said, your dad's Jamaican, right? You, you've been there quite a lot, like, mm. and the music. How, how do you draw on that, like, these days, like, in your life? Like, not just musically, but just, like, living your life in general. What, in terms of, like... What do you mean, like musically? Like musically, or, like I was listening to to a couple of your songs, and you've got like that little like patois, like yeah, do yeah. not thing, or like the and it, even some of the beats sound quite like you know they've got like the the, the influence kind yeah, of yeah, like the little bounce yeah. to them. 
Mm-hmm. Um, how do you like draw on that consciously, or is it just like you? Is it just you? You feel the vibe of it, and it's let's go. Kind yeah. Of thing. Do you know what? Like when I create music, I don't. Um, I was having this conversation the other day, and I was saying that um, half of the problem with a lot of people in general is that we. I need to take my own advice here, but we. <laughs> we think and we don't feel like we just think too much you know like even for example you know when a child is is when you when you, you've got like a three-year-old and they run up to their parents and they cuddle them it's what they feel they don't think about it they just do it and then when you get to like 18 it's uncool to hug your mum so you stop hugging her and it's like that's because you're overthinking it and you're not just doing it out of feeling that's that's like the bane of most people's lives and they don't even realize it. And it's definitely the bane of my life, just thinking way too much. And um, so what I try and do now in the studio is like consciously tell myself, don't go in and think I'm gonna make this genre, I'm gonna make that genre. Just just make what comes to you and it will and it will and it will flow out of you so much better than it would if you had this little checklist and you're like, I need to make like an Afrobeats hit or I need to make a pop band. I like just just make what comes out and and that's how I've written my best songs. Mm. And none of my best songs have come out yet, but like <laughs> we're like planning, plan, we're making plans with them. But but like they've that's how I've made some of my strongest music is by just feeling. Yeah. And with the Jamaican influence, um it depends because when I write music, I just do like, I hum melodies. And then if I find a melody that's got like a nice swing to it, then I'll put some patter over it. Do you know what I mean? And and I think it's nice because it adds a little bit of like flavor to the track. So I do, I do do that quite a lot, but I want to do it a bit more actually. But some of my collaborations that I've got in mind, I should really start embracing the patter even more. But yeah, in terms of the music, I work with so many different types of producers. Um, and for some reason, all of them love making those kind of beats with the swing. And I love listening to it. So it's perfect. So it just kind of naturally just comes really. Mm, nice. I, I like what you said there about feeling into the mm. to the music rather than trying to like think about it. Like how, yeah. do, how do you like when you're in the studio, like I'm, and I'm, when I say how I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you haven't got like a special technique that you do. But you know what I mean? Right. Like what, what do you do to kind of like feel into it rather than like they said, block out too much of the thinking of like oh it should sound like this it should sound like that and just go with like that that vibe in the moment a lot of the time I have to actually sit and tell myself stop thinking like I actually have to say the words out loud because I think I'm I am so I can't even explain how much of an overthinker I am like I will make any situation 10 times more complicated because of how I think and so I used to bring that into the studio and I've had to actually sit there and go, no. And I, I now I tell my producers, I tell them, tell me if I'm overthinking. And they're like, you're overthinking. Just just, just do what feels natural. And then, so I am trying to rein myself in a bit with the overthinking, but it's got to a point now where I am fully just feeling. And um, I can't really explain how I feel it. It's just like, it just comes naturally to me. I just know when something is is like a hit I can I've got a really good ear for um like a strong song so I when I'm making music I might change my mind sometimes I start three ideas three separate ideas in one session and I go I don't like any of these let's make another one and then 
the producer's like, oh. <laughs> and then when I when I when we make that other one, it's usually like amazing. So and then they're like, oh, I'm glad that you didn't make those other three songs. So it's just it's sometimes you need to think, and sometimes you don't. You know, like it just depends what situation you're in. Like when I'm finishing my project, I do need to think a little bit because sonically. For me personally, my songs need to fit together in a project. They need to feel like they merge. They shouldn't, you know, I, I make all different genres within that um, within that project, but they need to make sense. Do you know what I mean? So that's when you start thinking. But when you're not in a campaign, for me, I don't think I just make music and whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. I know what you mean. It's like just being, being with the kind of the sounds, being with like the space, you know, it's like giving your attention to it. It's like, and actually that's, that's something that, that I was noticing quite a lot in Jamaica is like people like when they're in the studio, like there'll be a beat playing or something and they'll just, you know, I guess it comes from like sound clash culture, right? Of like, they'll just have the beat or like dub play and then they'll just like spit over it. Well, not spit, but do you know what I mean? Like they'll, they'll like sing over it or they'll, they'll put some lyrics to it just there in the moment. And then like someone else will jump on with the mic and, They'll, they'll do the same thing and it's like no one's really yeah. everyone's just sort of feeding off of the energy kind of thing yeah definitely that for me energy is so important like even if I'm even if I'm in the studio and I don't feel that great I won't like a lot of people they channel their pain like they can channel their pain into their music I can't do that. I actually can't do it. Like I've, I've tried so many times. If I'm going through something in the current moment, I can't write about it. I need, I need a couple months to get over that situation and then I can write about it. I can't, like if I go through something this morning and then I go into the studio tonight, I can't write about what I went through this morning because emotionally I don't feel like I've come away and looked at it from a different point of view. Um, I'm not a pain-driven kind of artist. It's, it's not something that I... I work well with you know and and if I am pain driven it's something that I've been through years before it won't be anything I'm going through in the current moment because my energy will be off in the session and with me if my energy's off in a session when I listen to the song that I made in that session I will kind of know that my energy was off and then it will put me off the song this is what I mean by like overthinking like it's just it's just the way my mind functions so I try and just keep it um I like to write about imaginary situations a lot of the time it, it really like stimulates my creative mind like it's it's just something I love to do so but yeah energy so important for music and in life in general I feel like actually as mm. well mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm a big big energy person I think like mm -hmm. when you when you're in a space it's like I for me I can always pick up on that like and not in like a good way or bad way but just like you pick up on the energy and like you kind of match it in a way yeah um which I think is quite cool, and I, I can imagine like when you're when you're in a studio, like mm. how the or with different people in the studio, how the energies can be different. Like, you know, some of the yeah. songs that you've been on, it's like more sort of garagey, more R and B, more like. Mm -hmm. So you can imagine being in the studio of all those different people. The vibe is very different when it's like a garage track to a like more slow like R and B track or like a yeah. know, drill or something. Yeah, hundred percent. Like. um it was nice when we done Be The One with Rudimental and Diggity actually, because um, sometimes when you do a collaboration, you can never meet the person and you can just like, they'll put a verse down in their studio and then the songs will come together. But when we made that song, um, 
we made it and then we got Digger in to kind of record his verse. And it was nice that we were all together because I could feed off of his energy. He was feeding off of my energy. And we were all like dancing in the studio to it. And it made, for me, that made the song feel more positive for me was the fact that all the artists were in the room together and we were, we could feel each other's energy. And then it was put into the track and it made the track do so well. For me, that's what I believe. I believe that's what made the track do so well, like the energy that was put into it. Mm, yeah, for sure. You can feel it. You can definitely feel mm -hmm. it. Um, I was interested in like your your journey because like you, you kind of, I guess you started in music very young, like you said, right? But then your your career seems to have really taken a, a leap in like the last two years because of like mm, yeah. TikTok or, in, or probably particularly TikTok, but TikTok, Instagram mm -hmm. and stuff. Like how like how's that been like as an artist? Because especially in the last two years, there's been a well three years nearly. There's been a lot of like you know isolation periods and you know mm. all of that <clears> stuff like. Has it felt different connecting to an audience purely online than because I know yeah. you've done a lot of live shows as well. So like connecting mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. via, you know, being in person at a, at a show. Yeah. So when I when I the first time I entered the industry, I was. So I met Rudimental when I was 17 and then I started touring with them when I was 18. Um, and from 18 to 19, I toured the world with them. We've done like Asia, Australia, the whole of Europe, England, like, um, <clears throat> and loads of festivals. Like we've toured most of the world. And then suddenly the pandemic kind of hit. And I had my, my 20th birthday in the pandemic in 2020. And then, um, and then I released the song, so I released, or oh, my first song, jumping. my first song was my year. Um, and it's like, this is gonna be my year. Like it was sick. And then the pandemic hit and it was just like, so ironic that I dropped a song called, this is gonna be my year. Um, and then everything kind of went. Yeah. <laughs> but, but like I dropped that song and it was actually a nice time for me to drop music because, you know, I dropped my first song in 2020, it was two years ago. And everything was online. And it was a good time to kind of monopolise off the fact that everything was online. And, you know, when you're sitting at home and you can't go and do live shows, use TikTok, like utilise TikTok, utilise Instagram, utilise social media. And I'm lucky enough that that really helped me and still helps me now. Like TikTok is, is amazing. I, I've, had a, I've had a successful song on TikTok and it, it's, it's an amazing feeling. You know, it, the app is, is great. It's like... That's definitely changed what music is now. I feel I I'm, I make real music, so for me, for my stuff to go on there and do well on there is 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 the perfect balance for me. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm not selling myself short to to make have a TikTok banger. Like I'm just making my music, and if it does well on there, it does well on there. Do you know what I mean? But like it's it's yeah. So social media, it's it's completely the industry is completely driven by social media now. Like one hundred percent, it's in the hands of the people. Um, so you've got to make the songs that are gonna kind of the people are gonna love. But yeah, no, it was interesting time. It was a weird time um, to just to, to start your career. But now things are opening up. Like I've got my headline show next month, um, my first headline show, which I'm so excited nice. for. I can finally start engaging with my 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 because I've done the whole rudimental thing. But like to start engaging with my listeners and my my fans on a personal level in my shows where they all sing my songs back to me, you know, like, 
and not rudimental songs. It's going to be so nice. Um, so yeah, I'm buzzing for that. But yeah, weird time, but you know, you just got to adapt to your environment. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. And do you feel like it's it helped you to kind of uh, connect to an audience in a way because that because there was more emphasis on that because like you said if it was if it wasn't a pandemic like you Mm -hmm. probably would have been out in the studio more often you would have been you know probably starting to do the festivals and and shows and stuff so you're spending more time out you know outside the house for you know whereas like during the pandemic it was like that was the only way to connect with with people and new people as well was like online yeah yeah i i mean I'm a people person, so I love to see people in person. Like That's just how I am. I, I love to, you know, be able to cuddle someone and say thank you for listening to my music and supporting and, you know. But, yeah, so it was it was difficult for me. I'm not... I'm, I'm, I'm quite an, an extrovert, so I love to be around people, but I'm also quite introverted. I think the pandemic pulled out, like, a very introverted side to me that I didn't know I had. Um, but... Yeah, like it, it, it was tough not being able to see people, um, and you know, shake people's hands and, and communicate like that. But you know, it's it's kind of going back to normal now, so it's nice to have that. And I look forward to like I look forward to this summer for festivals. You know, my headline show, just doing. I want to do little pop up gigs, and you know, I want to do a pub tour. I really want to do a pub tour. It's my thing. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's on my to do list. Like me and my guitarist Beanie, we're just gonna go out around loads of pubs around the UK, um, and just 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 do little pop up performances. Sick. Those That's... kind of things. The things yeah. I've wanted to do for the past two years that I haven't been able to do. So yeah. Now, I guess you, like you said that's like the way to connect with people right like those yeah. those pubs that you're rocking up in you you know you're probably gonna guarantee that 90% of the people in there wouldn't have heard of you so it's a way to like yeah. engage with a with a, a different type of people who maybe wouldn't have come across your music anyway or exactly. potential new you know uh fans. new fans or like people who mm-hmm. are like oh that girl in the pub yeah she was sick like let's check her out like yeah you know what mm-hmm. I mean that's definitely it's good to like it's good to try and branch out to as many different types of people because yeah like you say like the people that are in those pubs probably wouldn't listen to my kind of music so it it would be it'd be good to like put it in their face and see what they do with it do you know what I mean yeah <laughs> you never know some people would love it yeah. but yeah that'd be cool that'd be very cool right. and what what what's what's been your biggest lesson then through throughout the whole pandemic mm. cool um I do you know what I thought I was gonna when it started I thought I was gonna crumble a little bit um and actually I you know I used I used fitness as a way to keep my head space clear so I'm really like into fitness now if you'd have spoke to me three years ago that would have been the complete opposite (laughs) um but I because I used to do athletics and then when I stopped I stopped doing athletics and dance and I kind of just like my fitness crumbled um, from tour. I was just like, you know, drinking, eating junk food and performing and stuff like that on tour. And I just kind of, as a young adult, I just lost myself a bit. But when the pandemic hit, I, I started doing like the bike ride thing that everyone was doing. And then I started working out a lot, like doing home workouts. And that really kept my head clear. Like I felt so good. Um, and I think, I think I taught myself a lot of, a lot more discipline 
um, during the pandemic than I had before. I still could have more discipline, but like I, I've taught myself how to stick to things, I think, um, more than anything. And, and do you know what? Like a lot of people's mental health kind of went downhill in the pandemic. I actually used the time to write music at home and really wind down and look back at the past two years of me touring the world and look at what, like what I actually did. Like I, I actually sat down and you know, when you're in the moment, you don't think about like what you're doing. When I sat down and I looked at what I'd done and I was looking through the videos and I was like, I was in Singapore and I was in Australia and it's like, oh my gosh, like you've actually achieved a lot for a 19 year old. At the time I was 19. So I was like, you've achieved a lot. So stop beating yourself up like every day. Like you should be doing more. Like obviously I'm always going to want to do more, but it just made me see things differently. Um, but now I think more than anything, when the pandemic slowed down, I think my mental health started to kind of spiral a little bit again. I'd make it's made me think maybe it's the real world that's driving me insane. Maybe it's not the <laughs> pandemic. Maybe it's maybe it's like the outside world. Maybe I should just stay in a cave, <laughs> not come out. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, like I thought, I, I found out a lot about myself as a person, um, which was hard and great at the same time. Mm. You know, and you face the hard truths of who you are. Yeah. And you realise that you have to fix them. It's yeah. A, it's a process. Definitely yeah. impressive. Can I, can I ask what some of those those things were that you learned about yourself? Yeah, um, it just I don't. I went. I went. I don't. I mean, I don't mind opening up about it, but like I, when I was when I was seventeen, um, I was I was diagnosed with OCD, like a pure OCD, um, and that was a tough time. And then I think when I came into the pandemic, it was quite a distraction for me away from that. You know, like everyone was going through the same thing. It made me feel a little bit more normal that everyone was going through this thing together. And then um, I think as I grew up, like I grew up a bit and then I started to realise how to control these things. And, and you know, because they can try to put your medication, they try to do this, they try to do that. And it's like, I'm re I, I just didn't want to do that. I wanted to find ways around it. Um, so I, again, with the discipline thing, I struggled, but I'm trying to like train myself to kind of, you know, train my thoughts and rein some of my really negative overthinking thoughts in so that I don't like catastrophize and, mm -hmm. and make things up in my head, which I do a lot. Um, but <laughs> so it's it was for me it was it was about discipline so I learned discipline within my fitness and my physical health but I learned I'm still trying to learn the discipline with my mental health um that's probably one of the biggest things I just I during the pandemic I realized that I needed to know myself and I still don't and I'm young so I know I'm still learning about myself um but it was just a realization that like you need to know who you are kind of thing and I know everyone's always learning about who they are like you will always learn something new about yourself but it was just a, a thing a thing that I was quite obsessed with was like you need to figure out who you are mm. um not you know I know who I am as an artist and like me as 
as Morgan, but there was something deeper that I just needed to figure out. And I still haven't figured it out, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying. Mm. <laughs> I'm trying. Because there's things that, like, I dealt with. Um, like, when I, when I was 16... I realised my mental health started going a little bit downhill when I when I lost my my nan, um, because she was like my biggest fan musically. And then the morning of an audition for a show that I went on, I um, she passed away that morning. So it was like I never really had time to consume that. You know, I just went. I pretty much entered my career the day she passed away. And so for me, everything I do musically is so driven by her. Like no matter what, like it's it's driven by her. So I, you know, I use that as my motivation. But I did realise now I look back and I speak to therapists and they're like, was there anything that happened in your life that might have, you know, triggered you in any way? And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, you speak out loud, start to realise things. That's kind of what started happening with me. Um, so yeah, in, during the pandemic, I didn't really internalise. I actually let things out, which was perfect for me. Like, I definitely needed that. So I'm, I'm trying to take the positive from that pandemic as much yeah. as I can, yeah. even though it was a pain. <laughs> <laughs> no it's amazing I think I think like I remember when we when we entered into it I remember saying to I was having a like chat with a couple of friends and yeah. I said the I think the first thing that's going to happen from this pandemic is a lot of good music's going to come out of it because mm. <laughs> artists had nothing else to do but be at home with their home studios and make music and yeah, second <laughs> secondly um a lot of people are going to experience a lot of growth for, for mm -hmm. exactly what you said it's mm. like having having all of the kind of uh distractions and i don't mean distractions in a bad way but just like no. ev everything is, is is kind of a distraction out there from 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 ourselves in a way right yeah. and like having okay. all of that taken away you can see a lot a lot of people struggled a lot of people grew a lot of people thrived right yeah there's a whole spectrum of it but i think i think the thing that a lot of people or a lot of conversations i've had that p people had a moment like what you experienced of like oh like i i, I need to learn about myself so i can grow mm -hmm. And one, one of my favorite questions to like reflect on, on, on that is like, you know, saying like finding who you are and all of that. And I think as well, like, especially like in the last couple of years, it, I feel like there's been a lot of pressure on that as well of like knowing who you are. Mm. you know what I mean because like everyone's like been discovering themselves online and there's like all of this you know like awakening <laughs> yeah like yeah exactly like a real like and everyone's sharing it right and there's like a, mm. almost a pressure to like oh you have to know who you are and you have to be and you know you could you could even put me as being guilty for putting out content that's about that right yeah. and I think like, now that you're saying it there could be a lot of pressure for people right because it's like mm. people are now trying to think like oh do I know who I am like am I this am I that yeah and one of the things that's been really helpful for me is like w when we say like i need to figure out who i am so of us like so many of us put put labels on things like mm. oh i'm this i'm that i'm mm. you know i do this as a job and we we try and build the picture of ourselves but mm. actually i think the bigger question is if you took away all of the labels of mm. like you know whatever like everything in your life like you know for me like i'm a podcast or a coach i'm alex i'm a male i'm italian i'm fit, like, a, yeah. an arsenal fan like if i took all you know yeah. take all of this stuff arsenal, arsenal. oh no, <laughs> no. <laughs> i'm tottenham oh no all right let's end, end the conversation here thank bye, you bye. <laughs> um but yeah like if we if we took all of those labels away like yeah then then what's left like who that that's surely who we really are because the labels yeah. are like 
additional bits of information that we've we've given to ourselves to build up this this picture of our ourselves right mm -hmm. and that's the question that i always always reflect on is like who am i really behind all of the labels without all of the labels mm -hmm. there's like i you know what like when i started to like look into myself more it wasn't necessarily what i was seeing online you know like some people they'll be like oh this person like you know, when someone looks up to an influencer or something and they're like, oh my God, like my favorite influencers had a moment of realization. I need to have that moment of realization kind of thing. You know, like some people like that. For me, it was more like things I was, situation I was in, like I'd come out of a situation and I'd be like, oh, maybe I was in the wrong there or maybe I overreacted like that. And I might not admit it, but mm. I'll, I'll be thinking it. And then I'll start beating myself up and it, I'll be like, oh, this is actually, it, it's, it's kind of like a genuine realisation moment for me. Like, within me, I'm like, what, what am I doing? Like, you know, like, my friends will be like, oh, you're doing this, you're doing that, music, music, music. And I'm like, yes, but besides music, like you said, besides the label, because music is me, I am music. Like, that's my, I always think that, like, I'm, that it's within me, but it's not the it's not everything that mm. I am do you know what I mean like especially when something becomes your job it's not you have to have the separation for your own mental health like you know music used to be my life and it still is but now that it's become my job I need to have that separate life and that separate outlet do you know what I mean so that when I come away from my job I've got another outlet which for me is the gym or whatever and it's like it's like you it's I don't, I don't really know how to explain it it's just uh, I had this I had this realization and it and it it's an ongoing thing like I haven't had it and it's done I still I'm still having it right now and it's been happening for probably two years now um and it's a really weird me mediocre point in my life that I'm in right now because I'm only 22 so it's like I've got I I have pressure because I want to you know like as an artist I'm, I'm I'm so on the verge of breaking as an artist and it's just like there's I'm putting that pressure on myself of now like the things I've got coming up like I I'm starting to make the better moves now like the bigger moves more commercial moves and things like that but like so that's going well but then I, I need to make sure that my mental health is matching that so that when I get to the success point that I want to get at, I'm actually happy, you know? Because like Lockie from Rudimental says to me all the time, he says, it's not about where you get, it's the journey because you can get to the highest point and you might not have been yourself throughout that whole journey. So you look back and you're like, well, I'm this successful person, but people don't love me for who I am because I'm not that, that's just a persona. Like you have to stay yourself throughout the whole thing. Because the last thing you want is to be this mega successful artist and then people actually just love you for what you're giving them and not actually what you are. So it's like, you need to, I need to match up the success that I want with how strong my mental health is. And that's like a pressure I put on myself all the time. I've really put a lot of pressure on myself, a lot. Mm. And, you know, it's something that I'm trying to stop doing, but it's because I'm so keen, it, it, it just naturally happens. Yeah, it's it's so it's so funny, isn't it? Because it's such like a 
it, it seems so convincing to us it's like no I'll I'll be very I'll be really happy when I get to that point like when I get mm-hmm. there I'll be really happy and it's like mm-hmm. you said like um uh thingy from rudimental said like you've got to enjoy the journey not not mm-hmm. like just the destination because mm-hmm. the journey is the destination in a way yeah. and it's like I've been reading yeah. um Tyson Fury's book mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks and he, he you know mm-hmm. his his journey with mental health and boxing and stuff and there, there's a brilliant like couple of paragraphs in about two thirds of the way into the book where he's talking about like the big fight where he won like the heavyweight championship for the first time and he basically says like you know that moment when they lifted up his arm they said he won they gave him the belts he was like I felt amazing I felt Mm. amazing I felt on top of the world for about two minutes and then straight away I felt exactly how I felt before the fight before exactly and it's like it really highlights the 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 um importance of like enjoying that process enjoying the journey because if you're not i'm not saying you but people in general like if you're not enjoying the journey right now then when you do get to that big moment of like you know whatever it is in your life that you're you're striving for you're not you're going to enjoy that very short term and then you'll feel exactly how you feel right now and it's Mm -hmm. like that's so important is to like enjoy and 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 be present with the journey because then like it it takes off the pressure so like, oh, i just i'm just need to enjoy like, like what i'm doing here and now and yeah, yeah and, and this mm-hmm. this moment of my life that i'm in kind of thing yeah it's like it's like the whole world loving you for something you're not like you might be like oh yeah great everyone loves me but they don't they love you they love this version of you that you've put out to the world they don't actually love you mm. do you know what i mean and i understand that if you're like a mega superstar like not everyone's going to know you you know, because you don't really want to give out all of you because it creates vulnerability and you don't want the world to know everything about you. But like, you do need to, you do need to, some people are happy to put the persona on and then have their private life. That That's also a great way of doing it. Like you can either really put a heavy persona on and have this person that everyone loves and then you actually have your life that no one knows about and it's private and it's perfect and it's like, great. Or if you do want to be that person that speaks out on things, like I'm the sort of person, I speak on everything, like everything I speak on. You know, there's some things I won't speak on. Um, You know, like, I don't know, you know, when you see like celebrities putting, like writing things up on their breakups and things like that, and they love it because they monopolise off of their breakup with their career. And so I'm not that sort of person, but like I, I will speak openly about my mental health. I will give the vulnerability, like, because there's people that need that, you know, like, I'm, I look up to some of the, some of the artists that I look up to, I wish they spoke about mental health more, because it probably helped me, it's weird, like, you, 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 everyone's got, like, someone that they aspire to, to kind of be like, or whatever, and for me, some of the artists that I want to be like, musically, I would love it if they spoke on mental health because it can prepare you for a journey that you want to go down. Do you know what I mean? Um, but that's why, you know, th- that's why I'm open because I want to be able to do that for people one day. So I'm so open. Mm, I love that. And it's it, it kind of brings it like background to social media, doesn't it? Where it's like, I think social media gives us the amazing um, opportunity to be able to do that. Like especially, yeah. you know, you said as an artist, right? You know, back mm-hmm. in the day, you know, 10 15 years ago mm-hmm. you'd only really 
be able to get a sense of an artist through an interview that they've done on TV or like, yeah, yeah. you know, reading about them in a magazine or the newspaper and obviously mm-hmm. the music itself, but you're still, you know, not, you're not, there's still a lot of gaps that, that, that are unanswered as to like them as a person. Whereas I feel like social media, if people want to use it in that way, like mm-hmm. you can be as open, as open as you want, you can share what you want. You can, you can, you can give off a lot more of a human side to yeah, to, who to, to who you are as a person and not just like oh Morgan the artist or like mm-hmm. Dua Lipa the artist or like whoever like mm-hmm. you, you can really you know show your character your personality yeah. and that's that's you know a huge part of what people kind of um connect with 100% I like I like like what I was saying about wanting my some of my kind of the artists that I aspire to be like to talk more about mental health it just inspires people like it makes people realize that yeah you're this big artist but they still deal with that do you know what I mean and I think if people done that it would change the younger generations because the generation the younger half of my generation they're so shallow like it's so shallow it's it's really got shallow like everyone just wants to be I don't even know. It's, it's, it's the co- like I feel like the social media culture's changed. People it, like there's these influencers and people, you know. Even even when you go on social media, yeah, and like there's influencers that are selling you this thing, like um, I don't know this these leggings that make you lose weight, you know, things like that, like false, ad- like do you know what I mean? Advertisement because and it sucks people in because it's their favorite person doing it. Do you know what I mean? Like, if Beyonce says buy this, thousands and thousands of people are going to buy it. So if you've got a voice like that, why wouldn't you use it for the right thing? Do you know what I mean? Like, use your voice. You've got you've got the voice to change the world or whatever. Even change one person's life. Why wouldn't you do it? Do you know what I mean? And that and I and that's what I aim to do with my music as well. Like, it, it, I think it should be done within music. Obviously, you make fun music, but some songs can be meaningful and you know and have have depth to them because music is subconscious. You take it in without realizing and it's a fact. Like it's actually a known fact. Like even when you see like, I will never ever download a song on my phone in my life, but I will know all the words to it because I heard it on the radio once and it's gone in my head. Like I would be like, I don't even know the song. I don't even know who sings this, but I'm singing it. Do you know what I mean? Like music goes into your head and it, it influences generations it influences certain types of cultures like even like the you know the the gang the the crime culture whatever it is whatever culture it is within music like it goes into people's heads so it's important that your message is 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 real definitely real fun whatever you want it to be but just make sure that it's coming from you kind of thing yeah I think that's that's really powerful and I think that's Mm. that's even if you're not an artist even just in life, in it, like if you're yeah. just being you, like and and authentic to who who you are, yeah. then like that speaks a lot louder than than kind of trying to be something you're not, you know. Yeah. And I think 100%. and I think one thing I actually really appreciate is like you know, the artists of your generation. There's a lot in the kind of same sort of age bracket at the minute who who are on the same thing as what you just said. They wanna they wanna they wanna be open to you know who they who they are and the vulnerabilities and and mm. you know it's not like showing everything all the time but like it 
it feels like there's a lot more openness because as a generation you've grown up without that and mm -hmm. you know now you're seeing like oh it's really beneficial to like be able to show who I am and be mm -hmm. honest about stuff and and like you said it's going to influence people who are fans of your music or who just follow you online or or whatever and I think that's that's really amazing to see that people are sort of wanting to create that you know um culturally in a way yeah definitely like um my generation is so open like it's so much more open than you know like my my parents are quite young so it's like they're not as old school but you know some people's parents in my generation they're in like a, in kind of like the even older generation and they just don't understand mental health they're just like just deal with it just deal with it like if I spoke to my my great nan now she'd be like just 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 deal with it just just do it what are you what are you thinking about just just do it do you know what I mean it's like it's not that simple anymore <laughs> like it's it's actually not it's just it's a completely different outlook but be people in this generation that they want to make a change because they're starting to realize that that things are things are going left a little bit <laughs> in terms of like you know the meaning behind music and um, and and the cultures that are being pushed like the negativity that's being pushed within the world as well like creatives are here to to make change and use their music and their voices to change so we have to do that do you know what I mean so that's that's what's important to me yeah. definitely yeah no I think it's sick because I think like even like with me with the podcast I started it because I wanted to like if I could inspire one person do you know, exactly. I, I never would have thought it would have ended up with like hundreds of thousands of downloads I just like thought if yeah. if, if if one episode can inspire one person then that's yeah. that's like a great job because Definitely. like you said it's trying to it's trying to share your own message in a way mm. and trying to be authentic to like me who I am with the types of conversations mm -hmm. I have with the type of people that you know like yourself who come on the podcast like it's authentic mm -hmm. to like the stuff that I do in the world or the stuff that I'm interested in you know it's mm -hmm. not like oh yeah like let's just have this person just because they look like they've got loads of followers it's like if I'm not interested mm -hmm. in them as a person yeah it's like I've turned away a lot of people like as guests because I'm like yeah. right cool they've got a few hundred thousand followers but like I'm not the really depth. yeah I'm not really about what they're about I don't really mm -hmm. like get a vibe it's like I very much you know have I guess it's like an invite only policy in a way mm -hmm. and not to sound yeah. like a you know ego egotistic no. maniac but like because I want to know that if I'm yeah if I'm yeah. going to invite someone on the podcast I want to be really into what they're about because mm -hmm. then we're yeah. going to have a sick conversation you know and it's mm -hmm. like you know every now and then like with yourself like I've got a good relationship with like the people who are promoting your music and they said oh like Morgan would be sick because they know that the type of conversation I've had with previous artists mm -hmm. that they've put forward and it's like yeah cool let me go away check out the music let me see what she's about like how she's showing up on like yeah she looks cool like I'd love mm. to have a conversation so I have to know that there's something and it's like that's because I want to I want to I want to showcase that authenticity through yeah. this as a, as a medium right and I can only imagine from a music perspective it's the same right you only want to do a tune with the artist that you really you're really into or yeah. doing the type of music that you're really you uh really like feeling at the minute or working with the producers who do you know what I mean and not just like oh mm -hmm. 
you know just doing it for the sake yeah of it like hey of... like morgan do you want to do a tune with skrillex or like i don't know like mm-hmm. i don't know if you like skrillex or not but like just someone yeah. who's just like <laughs> just not on <laughs> yeah. do you know what i mean it's like a completely mm-hmm. different vibe it's like ooh, yeah, yeah cool. it could be good because they got loads of massive name or whatever but like but is it authentic? Yeah, is it going to be authentic to me? Like, do you know what I mean? It's like, I think that's yeah. it's, a, it's a sick way to approach, like, putting things out in the world. Definitely, because even me having this conversation with you, like, I'm speaking out on things that I haven't spoke out on for ages, so it's even good for me as well, like, to to have this conversation with you and, and kind of let things out. It's almost mm. like therapy. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? So many people have said that as when they've. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah, it's so it weird. But it, it goes to show, right, the importance of having conversation as well. That's like mm-hmm. all it is, right? It's a conversation. And it's like when you get into. And, and also, it's a conversation with no distraction. Like, we're yeah, not we're not checking exactly. our phones. We're no. not like people watching. We're not like, you know, in the park yeah. on the phone. It's like it's just an hour and we're just it's sat here awesome. talking to each other. So it's like. Mm-hmm naturally more open conversation comes up and it yeah, shows the importance definitely. of that like when you're with friends and family or whatever like have like ha- actually give them the attention and have a conversation rather than like be on your phone or like watching all the cars go by or whatever mm-hmm. exactly definitely it's, I think I think phone I think I love my phone I'm always on my phone but I do agree that like I looked I looked at my screen time the other day and I was like <laughs> yeah you need to chill a little bit mm. but but um yeah no I, it's the distraction thing is is a big thing I'm I'm, ve- I'm a very easily distracted person so it's really nice to like to be able to just speak and not have any like any pinging or anything going on in the background kind of thing yes yeah no it is nice um but yeah like this is this has been a sick conversation and, and I appreciate like you said you being open about certain topics I think Mm-hmm. again it's it's showing that you're being really authentic to who you are you're not you're not really shy about that stuff you're with like if mm-hmm. it feels if you're comfortable with it you're happy to talk right and I think that's going to have such a huge impact on on people as a whole because like the more the more that we do that the more that we kind of um we, we influence people in a way right we we mm-hmm. show that yeah like we want to have these interesting conversations we want to you know just be ourselves and we want to just you know have space to or space to grow space to grow into that like <laughs> as it says on my top <laughs> um, <Jeez. laughs> um and i think that's imp- it's very important so i want to appreciate you for for coming on today and, and joining me and and having uh yeah sick conversation thank you very much for having me that's all right well so um, what, what have you got coming up next so you've got obviously you said you've got your headline show have you got ep or anything coming out yeah i've got i've got um so I've got my headline show and then I'm going to drop, I am going to drop an EP this year. Um, exclusive information. <laughs> I'm going to drop an EP this year. Um, and then I want to do like the pub tour. I want to do like a little acoustic EP as well. Um, just like a little stripped back version so I can kind of showcase my vocals a bit more. Um, performances, festivals this year, little bit of touring, definitely. Um, and loads of music, just loads of music and really good features. Yeah. Really sick. good features. Yeah. Sick. It's gonna be some sick features. Yeah. I'm excited. Nice. And if you but find yeah, if you find be... yourself in a pub in North London on the pub tour, hit me up. I'll be there. I will. I'll <laughs> hit you up. <laughs> I wanna go everywhere. I wanna even go to like Scotland, like sick. just all the way up and yeah. all the way down. And just just hit all the pub as many pubs as I can. I'm just gonna go in my manager's car. Yeah. Me, Beanie, the guitar, my manager. I'm just gonna go around 
Oh, see what happens. That'd be amazing. <laughs> that sounds so fun. Yeah. It'd be a cool way to just like see the rest of the UK as well, like just to travel yeah. it. It'd be amazing. Definitely. Um, Definitely. So if people want to f- find you online, mm-hmm. keep up to date with everything you're doing, where can they find you? So on my socials, I've got Twitter, which is at known as Morgan. Uh, Instagram is at Morgan Connie Smith. And my TikTok is at Morgan Connie Smith. And Facebook is just Morgan. But I'm sure you'll find me. <laughs> where, where do you, which, who uses Facebook? Yeah, I, I was going to say, which platform do you hang out on the most? Yeah, literally. No, but yeah, they're, they're my. So my TikTok and my Instagram are the same at Morgan Connie Smith. And then Twitter is at known as Morgan. Nice. Well, thank you so yeah. much. And yeah, looking forward to, to hearing about the pub tour. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll let you know. <laughs> thank you very much for having me. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode and I'd love to know what was the biggest learning that you got from it. To do so, hit me up on Instagram at I am Alex Manzi. And if you know someone who you think would benefit from hearing this episode, send them the link or the screenshot because it's so important we continue to spread the positive vibes and messages of episodes like this. I started this podcast to help inspire a positive change and you can also be a part of that by sharing this episode with someone you know today. I want to thank Michaela Atsu for editing and producing this episode and I want to thank Hobgoblin for providing the sick music you hear and as always I want to thank you for listening and I'll see you for the next episode.